0: Folks, and welcome to the Gresham's Leadership Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Richardson, and I will be your host. This is uh, new for me, and uh, new for you as a listener, I imagine. And I'm hoping to, so I'm hoping to map out what the podcast is all about, who it's for, what it's for, uh, before I get into chatting with Kevin Williams, our UEA leadership expert. So we're starting a student leadership program at Gresham Senior School in North Norfolk here in England, and we have 25 students who have been uh, successful in their applications to get onto the program. Between now and Easter, the students are going to be involved in a number of sessions and tasks designed to improve their knowledge and experience of leadership. So uh, they're going to design a website, they're going to look at a logo, renaming the program, they're going to provide content for this podcast. They're also going to have a number of guest speakers um, talking about their experiences of leadership. And later on in the year, they're going to be practicing, the students are going to practice their own leadership and uh, reflecting on that and observing others. But say one central aspect, will be providing uh, content for this podcast, which is really why I'm getting into it now. So at the moment, it is just me, uh, which is not... Me talking and me editing and things like that. Uh, but in time, the students are going to get more and more involved, and uh, they will be asked to provide the content and ultimately uh, host and produce the podcast in time. So throughout the course, um, we'll be we're going to be reaching out to a number of people who have got more knowledge and experience than ourselves, and um, we'll be meeting with guest speakers or uh, through the podcast itself, through the interviews the students carry out um, as our sort of inspiration and uh, our main source of expertise in general in the programme comes from our local university, very lucky, uh, the University of East Anglia, UEA, and in particular, um, the MBA programme, which is hosted by the Norwich Business School at UEA. And as I mentioned, our main man there, Kevin Williams, I've been fortunate to get to know Kevin a bit over the last year or so in planning this programme. And uh, today you're gonna hear a little bit of an interview that I held with Kevin
1: so it gives me great pleasure to welcome uh, Kevin Williams to the podcast he's the brains behind uh, the operation welcome Kevin
2: thank you very much Adam it's a great joy to be with you
1: perfect so uh, nobody really knows anything about you Kevin other than myself who knows a tiny bit could you maybe just share a little bit about yourself a little bit of your background
2: okay so uh, my background is quite diverse I've worked in the government I've worked in the uh, private sector, I've worked in the higher education sector, and I've set up and started a small business. Uh, I started out working in the food industry, then I became the environmental radiochemist, and I moved back into the food industry, and then I went into business. Oh, wow. You've been all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Have you been in Norfolk for a while then? Yeah, I have. Yes, I've actually worked for a number of other organizations, including one in France, but I was ended up back in Norfolk. So, yes.
1: Okay, perfect. So, <laughs> so, in terms of the, uh, in, so, in terms of the business school at UEA, so, I mean, you're with, so you're, you look after part of the MBA program, is that right?
2: Yeah, so I'm uh, technically, my main title is I'm an associate professor in strategy. Um, I teach on uh, both our MBA programs and have done for a number of years. Uh, I've taught uh, and continue to teach on them now, and and this includes subjects like strategy about the future of organisations, but it also includes things like leadership and change. I also teach on some undergraduate courses as well.
1: And so, I mean, I guess for, for the average school student, maybe they're not quite sure what, what an MBA actually is. I mean, what, it's, it's mostly older people, is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, be careful the uh, use of older here <laughs> as one of them. Um, so an MBA, so it means Master of Business Administration. So it's a general qualification that people who take, who tend to want to move into the top positions in organizations. So it, it covers all elements of running uh, an organization. It um, It's something that you do after your first degree. And in fact, uh, norwich business school at uea ours is what's called a post experience qualification so you do your first degree and then you go and work and then you build up experience and then you'll come onto our course so so we look for participants in the MBA to have a degree or equivalent qualification and they must have a minimum of three years experience in a position of responsibility Okay. So they tend to be people in their 30s, and they tend to be in types of jobs which have manager or director in the job title.
1: Hmm. So I guess it kind of brings it to – so I guess the sort of people that, that we have here on this grassroots program, I mean, they're sort of pre experience I mean, I guess is it, does the same kind of theory work? I mean, can you – can you apply these principles to people who really
2: don't have much experience? Uh, absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the things that people come on an MBA program to learn more about business or learn about other elements. Maybe they were the accountant, but they need to understand how marketing works. But the common thread for all of them is they want to take higher leadership positions in organizations. Um, and it's really interesting that those people often come to the course with some views about leadership, which now, frankly, feel a bit out of date. Mm. Uh, and and the thing is that everybody can be a better leader. It doesn't matter who we are. We can all be a better leader. Uh, now, that could be somebody who is in their 50s or 60s running an organization. That could be somebody who's 14, who's... Uh, running something within their school or to do with sports everybody can be a better leader uh, and uh, and we see now that organizations want people to develop stronger leadership skills and be able to evidence that they, they can put them into place so one of the things we're doing at the moment is we're working with our school of um, medicine uh, because the medical profession including the General Medical Council wants doctors to have improved uh, leadership skills. Being a great doctor is not just about knowing lots of stuff about the human body it's about bringing together teams of people to make good outcomes so um, we now work with our uh, the students on our undergraduate medical degree so that they're, they're 18.
1: Yeah, so I guess we're sort of, I mean, it's trying to get, kind of get ahead of the game a little bit. I mean, we would have students who, you know, pick three A-levels, for example, and they specialize in, you know, natural sciences or they become a physicist or something, and it becomes very specialized. And I guess not until have you gone through that specialization and climbed the ladder a little bit. I guess then you're going to need, you might need some leadership skills, and the question might be where you're going to get them from.
2: Yeah, and, and I think you can uh, you can improve your opportunities by... Having those leadership skills almost before you develop the tentacle skills. Mm. One thing we notice is that very few of us in our careers actually work alone. Yeah, our, yep. our efforts. So uh, you're a great teacher in a great school. You do it, but you don't just do it on your own. <laughs> you mm. work with other people. Now, sometimes in organisations, we have people who directly report to us in a formal managerial sense. But actually, in all of us, to get anything done in our, in our lives, we actually need other people to help us and that's leadership is about a relationship between us as leader and, and our followers so we can everybody who who uh, looks to improve their leadership skills will improve their leadership skills, and that's going to help them, irrespective of who they are and what stage they are in their life and, uh, and what they want to achieve in their yeah, life.
1: It's just useful at any stage. So, yeah, some of the some of the students. Whenever I was trying to find uh, some suitable students for the program, there was you know lots of people wanting to to improve themselves, and they particularly sort of expressed concerns that they they maybe lacked a little bit of confidence, and they might. Um, struggle to sort of dominate a crowd or boss people around or whatever they imagine leaders might do. Like, what, what would you say to these people? Uh,
2: uh, you will be good leaders. Uh, and it's really interesting that often people have views of leadership, which are really from the last century or even the century before. Now, for a long time, leadership was, Considered that people were born leaders not made. That's wrong. Everybody can be a better leader. Uh, and and also leadership thinking was a bit stuck around what was something called the great man theory, which I think came from about 1830 or something, which said that to be a great leader, you had to have these certain traits. Uh, and, and some of those traits seem unobtainable, really. and And people often associate... Incorrectly, leadership with, with, um, extroversion, uh, with, uh, charismatic leadership, um, but everybody can be a leader. Some of the best leaders we ever meet actually come across as very quiet, unassuming people. Mm. Uh, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, um, follow people. If you don't actually like them, <laughs> so so actually, big shouty out loud um, uh, people don't necessarily make great leaders. Because mm, yeah.
1: quite, quite a shift in mindset, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, really, well, I mean, because I know, like, a lot of the, the, the research has shown that you know, I guess, typically, you get a lot of uh, looking at American companies and how successful yeah. they are, and they have all they have almost every kind of leader you could ever imagine. You know? Yeah and like you say a lot of these people with the soft touch you know they get on well with their team they encourage them and they let their skills flourish and all they're doing is sort of steering the ship with like you know slight touches here and there so it's it's really different i think you know and i think in the school environment we we often sort of maybe look at the captain of the rugby team or we look at someone who just yeah. maybe physically dominant and yeah. then you just, and again it just it sort of harks back to these old uh, these old ideas that we have i guess yeah it's just really interesting because i think it takes quite a lot to move beyond that um in some of these environments
2: yeah yeah, uh, uh, but taking part in this program we'll we'll do things we'll share information we've got guest speakers who've got to share information and including that will be reflective exercises to to think about um how could i improve my leadership skills Uh, and when you start to do it it's very powerful you start to be able to understand other people uh, and you start to understand yourself better i mean what one of the key things for it is uh, which i've always taken with me ever since i heard it it's it's very difficult to follow a negative person Mm. yeah Uh, which sounds too many negatives there but actually it's much easier One of the things we see in leadership is is people who are positive about things. Now, that's not about being loud and shouty. That's about having a a positive attitude, saying, "How could we make this happen? How could we improve that person's life?" Yeah, Uh, and people buy into that.
1: Yeah, something that I sort of was reflecting on. I I think you know, I guess the idea of sort of you know a pre-experience look at leadership, because ultimately you know, we're, we're trying to create, like, especially for younger people, they're really trying to create who they are, like who they're going to become. Yeah. And having some idea that, well, people will, might not necessarily follow you if you're not a kind person or a helpful person or a good person to get on with other people. So I guess it's the idea. I mean, this might be, you know, if somebody, for example, in their 40s realized that people weren't following them because of who they were. Well, it might be very difficult
2: to make any changes. Uh, you see it that they do make changes yeah. <clears throat> it's a case of once they become a, a sort of more aware of it, it you think about it yourself what so once we've talked about there about being positive you then start running a little mental checklist uh, when you're with people do you tend to you use quite positive language or do you tend to come across as a bit, bit grumpy but mm. one of the powerful things that allows us all to become better leaders is to understand there is no single one right way to be a leader Mm. Uh, and one of the most compelling things we see in this time is authenticity so it's about being who you are Mm. yeah and understanding uh, how to improve communication maybe understanding how to understand relationships and read other people and that sort of thing but actually um the people being yourself is one of the most powerful ways to become a better leader. And I guess this is where,
1: I mean, when we're like later on in the year, when we're looking at, like you were mentioning, like reflecting on your own leadership and reflecting on the leadership of others. Like that's why it's so important that you put yourself at the center of it. And you're not just reading books about it because I guess you're creating your own style.
2: Yeah. And I think, um, that will happen naturally, and what one of the powerful things uh, when we when we talk to people that we consider to be great leaders is they actually put other people first. Mm. Yeah, uh, and sometimes it's about how we think we should lead, but actually, a more powerful thing is how do my followers want to be led?
1: Mm. Yeah, and being flexible to that, yeah. uh,
2: and that's where you see people. Who spend some time working on this become often quite quiet, reflective leaders because it's not all about them; it's yeah. about their people.
1: Yeah, I mean, lots to think about. No, just um, just looking at so I've got to say I'm just um, thinking about the the students we have on the program, and we're going to have. I say we'll be busy on, on Tuesday evenings, and yep. they will also going to be looking at um, creating content for this podcast. Yep. And we're meeting these um, like a range of a range of leaders, yep. and that's either people who are, I don't know, people with lots of experience, maybe people with less experience, or people who maybe who've been led by great leaders. Um, but what sort I mean, one of the things we'll be asking people to do is to just ask these people questions, whether that's in the form of an interview or after a presentation of some kind. Like yes. what, what do you think they should ask them? I mean, it seems really
2: kind of nuts and bolts, but what kind of questions should they ask? I have a a default one, which applies to leadership, um, but it also applies to other areas of life. And I like to ask people what their biggest mistakes were. Hmm. Um, Because you notice people who are good at leading become good leaders. They're very confident talking about their mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't feel this pressure to act as a leader Some. Hypothetical view of a leader, it's just who they are, uh, and and actually, when we want to change organisations, um, encouraging our followers to make mistakes is, is a good thing because they will in, they will change, they will invent, they will try things. If they know that the leader is supporting them, uh, they feel confident, and we can improve our organisations. So I, I I like to ask what what their big mistakes are. Um, and I would always ask them, so what's your top tip to help me to become a better leader? Because one of the other things we see in good leaders is their willingness to give. Yeah? Um, in the past, people used to talk about knowledge is power. Great leaders actually are willing to give away knowledge to other people to help them to become better leaders Uh, and so uh, good leaders are, are, are very good at saying oh yeah sure this is what this is my suggestion for you this is this is how i would approach something so what's your biggest mistake and what's your top tip for me to become a better leader they would be good starting points i think very good thank
1: you so yes yeah, so we're almost uh, we're almost there kevin so just um i guess the question will will we get to see you any of these tuesdays or are you going to be sort of behind? yeah
2: are uh, uh, to... we are at the uea at the university and the business school we're so enthusiastic about uh, all that you're doing there uh, at greshams and all and this is such uh, this is in, in, in itself is an act of great leadership to encourage uh, students to become better leaders so uh, to right i'll be there Perfect. so i think I think likely we're going to be doing it online in, yeah, and certainly the initial yeah. planning so uh, I'll be part of it and then um, I'll actually be doing one of the sessions later in, in the year yeah. uh, but I'll be around in some of the earlier sessions as well so Perfect. yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it
1: Very good, look forward to seeing you Kevin
0: A big thank you to Kevin Williams for joining us and answering a few questions and sharing with us the uh, theory and ideas that are going to run through this course as we move forward. Whether you're a student on the course or you're just interested in uh, leadership in general, there's going to be lots of content coming your way as the students get more and more involved and uh, look to interview people who inspire them. This has been the Gresham's Leadership Podcast. Thank you for joining us.